Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic. Brought to you in loving increments, weekly, by the loquacious yet soothing hosts of your voices, (laughs) Riley, hi, Jacob, that's me, and Jasmine, howdy, and I haven't said the intro for a long time and you can tell my name is isaac hey guys hi my first question of the week is for jake jake what is your most embarrassing story from your school career (laughs) why we've never started a show like this ever the rules have changed from my school career is that what you said yes most embarrassing go why did we have the person with the worst signal host the episode it's I don't know. I think I probably pooped my pants when I was in elementary school. That was probably pretty embarrassing. Which time? <laughs> Which time? Well, the first time was. I guess the second time would be more embarrassing. Yeah. Forget your first. So tell us about that one. I actually have no memory of ever doing that. I don't think I have any specifically like embarrassing story. Oh, I do actually. I have a pretty good story. I don't know why. I, I, I was not a rebellious kid at all. But uh, for some reason, I just thought it would be a funny prank to, like, I had some spare change, and I was probably, like, in second grade when I did this. I put, like, quarters in the kid next to me's, like, chocolate milk. Like, when he would look away, I would just put quarters in there. <laughs> and uh, one of, like, the little uh, security people in the cafeteria, I don't know, like, parents who shop around the cafeteria, was like, hey, let's go to the principal's office. And I got sent to the principal's office, and the principal was like, I never took you for a troublemaker. You could have choked him. He could have died. And I, my parents never found out about it. But And thought that I was – because I had glasses and brown hair, he thought that I was a different kid who was always in trouble at first, which that was extra insulting. So, yeah, I almost choked a kid to death. What was, to what was your thought process behind putting quarters in that kid's milk? I don't know. I really think I just thought it would be funny <laughs> – like, he would take a drink and be like, ah, there's quarters in here. Ha ha. But I, I don't know. I don't think I understood the concept of what choking is. I, w- I was really young when it happened. Uh, it's the right. birth of a great comedy career. Good story. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you glad you asked? Jasmine, as opposed to Riley, did you go to regular person school? I did go to regular person school. For most oh, of get any embarrassing life. stories? I don't think so. I think the one story I had was like I got like an in-school detention for the day or something because I was late or something. Mm. I think I cried. I think that's, that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> what a baby. Yeah. Did anyone catch you crying? Did you cry in front of people? Probably. I don't remember. <laughs> Caught you crying. And then you got in trouble for crying on school property. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Riley, mm-hmm. what did you do? Did your mom ever yell at you yourself? When yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got in trouble too, I guess. But they would. Did just you ever threat- try to choke your mom with quarters? I never tried to choke my mom with quarters. They would just like if I was disobedient. <laughs> what did you try to choke her with? <laughs> nothing. If I was like disobedient and didn't do school, then they would just like threaten to send me to public school. So that was like <laughs> that was my uh, 
That was That's, the threat. I love how your life was just the opposite of everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't want to go to public school. You know, in hindsight, public school, not so great. <laughs> I had a reason like, to homeschool your kids these days. I had the best school experience of anyone I've ever met. So describe it. I, it was great. I had no issues, no bullies. I had like one teacher that made me cry so much that I homeschooled for two years. But well, that doesn't sound so great. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, that does not sound like a big story. The greatest school experience ever includes a teacher that was so horrible it <laughs> took you away from public okay, school for it's, two years. I, I'll say it started after that experience. And then I have like the best like junior high, high school experience ever. But I had the best experience of anybody I ever know. I had to quit school for a while because it was so sad. <laughs> I, had, I had the... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rant about this now because you got me thinking about it. I okay. had a history teacher. I was like giving a report and I said I said something. Now I, I can't remember what the words were now, but it was like, you know, henceforth or therefore. Like I said some weird little like just continuing continuation word phrase thing. Sure. And he stopped me in the middle of my presentation and went, Do you even know what that means? Oh my god. Oh he true English deal. And, Are you a real fan of English? <laughs> you know, I really think I did know what it means, but he like got like upset me so much because just stopped me in my middle of my presentation and made me look like an idiot that I was just like, you know what? I don't need this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I will <laughs> say that's very upsetting. It was upsetting. It hmm. probably sounds like yeah. I am just a wimp, but it was actually no, I mean, <laughs> Context is everything. Why wouldn't he be happy to have a child who like used a big vocabulary word? Exactly. Like, instead of like, immediately squandering that. I know. It, just, it really pissed me off. I was old enough to realize that that <laughs> teacher was an idiot. It sounds <laughs> like the I teacher think. didn't know what it meant and got jealous. I think so. Well, I guess that leads me to my uh, most embarrassing school story. It's well, kind of like Jake. Actually. I'm the host, and I just asked myself, Isaac, oh. what's your most embarrassing school story? Thank if you. you were listening at home, you would have you would have caught that. It's okay. We're separate right now, but next week we'll be together, Evil. guys. That's a little <laughs> inside grandma talking for y'all. So the year was fifth grade. It was kind of like Jake's <laughs> experience, where it was an out-of-character moment for me. I had been gone from – I think I was sick for a day or two, and I had to make up a uh, social studies test. And so they were, like, doing – like the grading of the test in class. And so uh, Mr. Lewandowski, my social studies teacher, sent me out to the hallway to take it. And I was taking my test and I got to about the third multiple choice question. And I was like mildly stumped on the question. It had been an easy test up to that point. Like it was an easy unit. I forget what it was. Anyway, I remembered at that moment that I still had the notes for that chapter that we were going over in my pocket. And I was like, what if I were to take the notes out of my pocket and use those to help me as I took the test? I wasn't a cheater. I never cheated before. I never cheated again. I took the notes out of my pocket, and I even, like, did it real sneaky. Like, I remember the face I was making. You know, kind of like when you, like, kind of, like, take your chin down and, like, you, like, look down at it, kind of, like, just trying to conceal it from someone, apparently. Like, you put it, like, down your chest, and you're like, oh? <laughs> now everyone has the image in their head. That's kind of what I did. And I think I got the answer for that one down and I uh, circle A, B, C, or D. And all of a sudden I hear from behind me, what you got there, Isaac? And <laughs> I recognize the voice of my uh, previous year's English teacher, Mrs. Weiler. 
And my answer was nothing. And she said, what do you have, Isaac? And I said, this. And I hand her the notes. She takes them into Mr. Lewandowski. And I was devastated. And I finished the test up. But here's the thing. You know how usually you cheat on a test and it's an automatic zero because that's usually just how things work? It's really the fair thing to do if you're willing to cheat on a test. I mean, I'd I'd do the same thing. I'd fail a kid on a test. And so afterwards, though, I get back in the room and take the test. And Mr. Lewandowski, like, expresses his disappointment in me. And he says, for cheating on this test, I'm going to knock you down to an 80%. So I think the, the moral of this story is if you cheat with the right teacher, you might only do average on a test. Well, it listen, was, I, stopped, I stopped listening after easy unit. but <laughs> I got all these school memories flooding back in. Now I've got stories. Oh, well, tell us. Well, I remember this one time in Spanish class. So our teacher made, like, made us all pick out Spanish names that we had to use like when we were in the class. And mine was Nacho. <laughs> yeah. I think mine was Isabella. Is that how you say it? Bella? That's because yeah. it's not Bella. It's Bea. Isabella. Um, and I was like, I was a pretty good kid. But for some reason, I was just like talking like, you know, regular normal voice in the middle of class to somebody else about something, laughing and stuff. And I'm pretty sure for like a full minute, he just kept saying Isabella, 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 trying to get my attention. <laughs> and I could not recognize it at all. And he was very disappointed in me. <laughs> that was a little Isabella, embarrassing. Isabella. Oh, gosh. Sounds like you got a new name on Discord and on Discord. Oh, no. <laughs> I want more Riley stories, but he should have yeah, more. Disappointing, Riley. No, I literally—I mean, I don't have any. I just did school, wow. graduated early. Boy, oh boy, homeschooling's great. I—I picked this—I picked this question specifically to put Riley on blast for not being like the rest of us, and I think it's homeschooling working. Homeschooling made me dumb. Just, I didn't. By the way, I didn't get snow days because I was already at school. Edward Snowden. <laughs> so that was kind of a bummer. Edward Snow days. I didn't get Edward Snow days. <laughs> Yeah, I all got this, you, buddy. All this talk about school reminds me of being at a Jedi Academy from Star Wars. Guys, is there any uh, Star Wars news? No, we're going to talk about Infinity War. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Jake, uh, general thoughts on Infinity War, go. First of all, I don't think any of us topped Graham Moff to Chalkin as a title. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, um... So, Infinity War. Yeah, I think we were going to do our Star Wars podcast, but we were all talking about it so much that we decided, hey, clearly this is on our minds and hearts. My general feeling is I thought it was amazing. And I can't wait to see it again in just a couple of hours. I think it's better than The Last Jedi. No. Whoa. No, I don't actually. I wanted somebody to react to anything I was saying, so I thought I'd just <laughs> get some attention. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's better than the Last Jedi, but I think the Jedi uh, who cried Infinity War. <laughs> I don't know. It's actually kind of close in my opinion. Would you and, like to Would you like to opine, Jake, on uh, the effect that Marvel has had on you growing up that would make you say something like this? 
I think for most of us, we've all grown up with Marvel movies. Like in 2008, when Iron Man came out, I was a sophomore or junior in high school, somewhere around there. Movie that changed the world. The movie that changed the world. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, when you when you think about the fact that it's been 10 years it really is crazy like i i have gone i've grown up with these movies i'm now married uh and have an apartment with a wife and all that time <laughs> robert downey jr as iron man has showed up in a movie every year for that entire time and so i think that i didn't realize how much i liked the avengers movies until i saw this movie it's uh i don't think anything's ever really been done like this in terms of scope i mean obviously sequels have happened but uh it actually made me think from a star wars point of view if they start kind of taking the marvel approach to star wars and making a more like interconnected cinematic universe i'm kind of interested in what a star wars infinity war would would look like i don't know that's all i got Get Jasmine, and your rebuttal and... in the form of general thoughts. <laughs> general thoughts? All right, well... General grievous thoughts. General grievous... Ah, it's mean, nope, it's not. It's not. What is it? No, it is that. General grievous thoughts. But, but this isn't Star Wars. Oh, general... No, please. Please, no. I don't want to make any <laughs> Riley, just <laughs> calm down for a second while we think of a general. No. In... <laughs> Well, I, it's definitely Captain um, Fury, so I don't think we have a general. Oh, wait, no, General, general the general from the Hulk who's in Civil War. General Zod. Nope, that wrong. Is the wrong universe. Wrong Let me look it up. Thunderbolts. Incredible Hulk. Thunderbolt. 2008, a movie that changed the world. General Thunderbolt. <laughs> I've been saying that for a year. General Forts. That can't Can be you guys right. even hear me? I was just saying Thunderbolt just say, over and over again. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I don't understand. General <laughs> Thunderbolt is the character in The Incredible Hulk, which is in the Marvel. General Thunder Thoughts. <sighs> General Thunder Thoughts. Here we go. All right. Well, <laughs> some who would prefer the term vigilante thoughts. <laughs> well, if you're on the Discord, you know I had a very let's call it violent reaction to this movie. <laughs> Yikes. I I have something embarrassing to admit. Mm. I get your embarrassment for the podcast. I did not know, because I do not keep up on Marvel news or movies at all anymore. So I did not know that this was a part one of part of two and that part two was coming out next year. I was a casual viewer for this movie, so the ending shook me like shook. to my core, and that is why I reacted so extremely to it. Because hey, we should probably say spoilers by this point. Let's not get into spoilers quite yet. Well, I'm just gonna say spoilers just in case so people know. Um, Can we give know, a uh, just a, a light spoiler warning? Riley, like play, spoiler warning. play the spoiler warning song, but in one octave higher. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. You <laughs> gotta go, buddy. Buddy, um, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, and now knowing all of the information that I know, I'm a lot chiller with the movie now. And I did, I enjoyed every bit of it except for the last five minutes. 
And I still don't particularly enjoy watching the last five minutes, even though it's like it's not done bad or anything. It's perfectly fine, but I just makes me it bums me out. Just say that. Hmm. That's know. a good general thought. Yeah, Riley. General Thunderbolt thought. In general, mm-hmm. we'll we'll figure it out. Riley, what's going on with you in this movie? Uh, I was not like I was not in the mood to watch it the other night. I don't know why, I just wasn't in a Marvel superhero mood. But, even so, uh, once the movie was done, I was very excited. And it definitely I, I got Potts. into the movie. Huh? Like Pepper Potts. What about Pepper Potts? <laughs> like Pepper Thoughts, Pepper Thoughts Pepper instead Thoughts. of Pepper Potts. Great. That's, uh, that's very good. Pepper Thoughts Thanks. is very good. Riley, continue. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I, I entered the theater just kind of... You know, I was I was ready to see it because, like Jake said, it's been ten years with these characters, so it's all been building to this moment. So I was excited, but also not like super excited. And I left very, very much on board with this movie and enjoyed everything that it did. There's my thoughts, yeah. Pepper thoughts. Concise. Pepper I was thoughts. gonna judging from the uh, the discourse on the Discord, I would say Riley and I's thoughts aligned pretty close, so I don't have too much to add. Yeah, I, I really wasn't in the mood for this. I think my uh, feelings on Marvel are well-documented. Like, I, for the most part, it's good, not great to me, especially over the past, like, probably two or three years, specifically. Basically, ever since Civil War, I kind of, like, kind of soured on it at that point. It kind of went downhill from there. But this movie kind of, like, it, it went for it, and that's what I just loved about it. It was, uh, it kind of, it's... I hate calling things formulaic because, I mean, that's kind of like most movies follow like a three-act structure and you can kind of follow the beats. And it's kind of what the director and everyone kind of does within those three acts that kind of separates movies from each other. But I don't know. This one didn't exactly follow the a traditional narrative structure. It seemed like for the most part, at least from my first viewing, I mean, it was kind of all over the place in a good way. Like I never felt bored. And I think the, uh, the subplot with Thor and uh, Tall Dinklage, that was the only thing that kind of dragged just a little bit for me but even that wasn't horrible so yeah like i it was the, the first i think uh marvel movie that i genuinely loved probably since maybe bright guardians of the galaxy one was the last time i felt this strongly in a positive way about a marvel movie so have you seen that's where i'm at guy have you seen like volume two of guardians of the galaxy yeah, yeah it was fine in black panther Gives gives three gives and Thor Ragnarok. No, I'm it. with Isaac though. You didn't like, see Thor? Okay. I'm with Isaac. the The last Marvel movie I watched that just made me happy and like loved it so much was the original Guardians. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't feel that way with Volume Two. I like it, but the first one I just I love. You know what? I'm here to promote positivity in Marvel fandom. I'm not going to hear oh boy. a tepid talk towards what is definitively the best phase of Marvel, which is Phase Three. Wow. Jake, defend Phase 3 of Marvel in 10 words or less. It's objectively better than any other phase. The end. Oh, well, thanks. No, um, you know what? Can I, can I talk a little bit about um, this as it relates to Star Wars? Since we're a Star sure. Wars podcast. So think? I think in, in having conversations on our, on our Discord with our, our fans who saw this movie and... Uh, we have a, an older fan who's, I think, 90 years old. And um, so he's, 
kind of unaware of the impact that my, and he knows who he is so you know what if he's offended then he can he can talk to me in person but uh no he didn't he was kind of unaware of how big marvel is to people of our generation like what we forget now that star wars is around is that from 2005 2015 star wars wasn't a thing for 95% of the human race like I would say very few people watched the Clone Wars compared mm -hmm. to the amount of people that watched the original trilogy. Very fewer than that people read any of the books. So the big blockbuster movies that were consistently coming out and like creating characters that had lasting cultural impacts where the movies were like huge touchstone events where everybody went to see them and that were constantly like pushing special effects forward in ways that trickle out to every other blockbuster were the Marvel movies. And I think that I kind of lost sight of that in the fatigue of just how many movies there are now. It's not, you kind of forget how special a franchise it is. And what I realized watching this movie, because a lot of people have said it, is that this movie is really like this generation's Empire Strikes Back. Like, there's a twist at the end of this movie that literally everybody in my life who doesn't even hardly ever go to movies is talking about. And nobody knows what's going to happen in the next movie. Uh, there's one big difference between those two movies that yes. every time I bring it up, people are just like, well, I don't think that's a difference at all. So I think no. I'm an insane one, and I just want to talk about that some when we get no, to No, I, I, I think I agree that there's okay. a difference there. But... What it made me realize is that, like, Star Wars is not as big as Marvel is, I don't think. I mean, like, The Last Jedi was a movie that took a lot of risks with, like, its structure and its, you know, approach to storytelling. And it was a little darker and, you know, did some – it killed off a major character or two. But everybody kind of complained about that. And this movie did all those things times a million, and everyone loves it. So I'm just kind of intrigued. Well, I, with... I think it's also a, a difference between, um, like, people know that comic book deaths are not the same as deaths in other things. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I keep hearing that a lot. That's me too. That's you that was too? honestly my first thought. The band. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I I was gonna say that's that's my ultimate thing about infinity war is the ending of it i almost have to like try to live in a headspace where comic books don't exist because as soon as i start thinking about how comic books like stereotypically work it almost kind of diminishes the end of it because i think to myself like they're probably gonna undo this in some way i mean and it's kind of it's like you almost have to by the way i'm just gonna lay it out here so if you this is the full spoiler warning, so whether or not Riley plays a full song, you've been warned. There's a spoiler alert up in here, so close your ears if you don't want to hear the spoiler alert. So the fact that half of the characters die in this movie, or basically disappear with a literal snap of Thanos' fingers, like, you get, it would suggest, like, a, such a catastrophic event is going to be undone somehow, and isn't it? Like Captain Marvel has the power to like wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Do is that my, my speaking to, correctly? 
I try not to keep track of any of that stuff because I want to be surprised when I go into the movie. It, I think so. I don't know. I've heard that's true, but if I could have made like one little tweak to the ending of this movie, I would have left Black Panther and Spider Man alive because once yeah. once those you don't two know died, what the rest of the movie is going to be. What? But no, you know here's the what thing. the part two is going to be. No, having, but I'm, I'm just saying having if... Spider Man and Black Panther die makes you like know that all right they're coming back like if okay. you just killed off the guardians you'd be like oh they've had two movies now maybe they're gone but <laughs> yeah, if like, like bucky's dead and they're dead and yeah and, you know some of the okay like falcon and those guys are all dead you might think wow this is the universe now all these people are just dead So we experienced some technical difficulties with this recording session, so that's where that recording ends, and we're going to jump into a little bit later when we're talking about the beginning of Infinity War. So sorry about the technical difficulties. If it seems like we're jumping around a lot and not making sense, that's why, and it's definitely not because we're just bad at podcasting. I promised before that we were going to start backwards and uh, and kind of work toward the beginning, but I changed my mind. I just remembered that uh, Loki died in the first scene of this movie. So how about that, guys? How about that opening sequence? I like that his hubris is the thing that kind of ended up killing him. But at the same time, that he finally accepted Thor as his brother and kind of was willing to die for his brother. But you didn't see Ragnarok. So you missed a lot of their character development. I'm not a true Marvel fan. I'm sorry. Hey, the Hulk's a freak of nature. How about that guy? (laughs) Hey, he got punched real hard right in the face. I like that uh, Hulk just did not show up again. He got beat. He got scared. He got embarrassed. And he's just like, nope, I'm out for the rest of the movie. No more Hulk. You know, that was the one thing that didn't work for me in execution. Like, oh, really? I liked the entirety of the movie, and I liked the idea what they were doing with him, but it boiled down to, like, one prolonged dude-can't-get-it-up joke. <laughs> like, it was just played for, like, oh, what's going on? I swear this never happens. Like, it was that every time he was on screen for two and a half hours. Yeah, and it, it was... It, was pretty- it, it, it never dealt with the actual drama of why he wasn't able to you know, turn into the Hulk. But I, I think they will someday just because, you know, it, it, he didn't come out in the very end, even like the perfect moment, you know, where he's like, this is he'll, the time. He'll this be Hulk come in out. the next one. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he'll be like mega Hulk in the next one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did anybody think the, um, like the CGI when he was in the Hulk buster armor was, was a it little, was, it was bad, real bad. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was real bad. bad. It was like, notably in a movie where the CGI is basically flawless. Like Thanos, yeah. you don't even consider for a second that he's a CGI creation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him in the Hulkbuster outfit did not look good. Real weird. Yeah. Also, a nice the movie for a minute. Am I a, a stupid person? Yes. Or yeah. oh, you see, I gave a pause there, and mm-hmm. you took the bait, and now I'm sad. But was <laughs> did this? Did the did I just not notice or not read ahead of time? that that wasn't Iron Man in the previews because when I saw the previews of them like charging on Wakanda I'm like hey look Iron Man's got a big old suit what's up with that I don't think or they ever did said we cover that already 
Do no. you remember in Age of Ultron that he wore that big suit? Because it was a callback to that. Iron Man. That's, Iron Man. It's the Hulkbuster outfit. When he fought the Hulk, he had the Veronica. Well, oh, yeah, that, and that's why I thought that Iron Man... Oh, I guess I forgot that it was like a used suit and that Iron Man always uses new suits. I guess I could have pieced this all together if I had watched any of these movies more recently than... <laughs> I don't think it was explained came in out. the movie like how... Hulk got that suit, but we, it is established that it fires from space, so it can get anywhere, which yeah. is the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. What helps? I think wasn't it? A, I think it was War Machine. I think was the one who helped him get it, but I don't know. It could be. I'm yeah. guessing oh, that would make sense. I'm guessing War Machine is kind of in charge of the suit stuff now that Tony's not there. I dig that. I like. I like that theory. Yeah, it helps when you're like doing a Star Wars podcast, and it can be a, a little bit more seamless because. Because you know details like that ahead of time because you pay attention to it. But, hey, I'm not an Avengers podcaster, so we just spent five minutes on something that could have been easily explained by <laughs> Jake if you were hosting. So uh, what My was shame. the second what, is, what was the second scene of the movie? I forget. Let's, what uh, were kind of some of the highlight beats that we should really uh, buckle down on? Well, I do want to linger on the opening for a second because one thing that I have mixed feelings about was – I mean, I'm loving Thor these days because Ragnarok is fantastic. And Chris Hemsworth is so, so good. He's finally able to kind of do the character the way he wants to. But Ragnarok, his journey was he lost his hammer and realized that's okay. I don't need a weapon to be Thor. He lost his eye. He lost most of Asgard, but realized that, you know, Asgard, it's a people, not a planet. We can still be ourselves on this ship. And this movie starts out with half of the half of Asgard being killed. And then he does have to make a weapon, actually. And and also he just gets an eye back for fun. And it did seem like it kind of took it back a couple of steps from his progression there. But I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings on that. I was say I feel like that's a lot of what I heard. People are like, oh, like, why did anyone even bother with Ragnarok? Because like the opening sequence just kind of. Nolan voided that. Was that, did you feel that way, Jake? Is that what you're trying to say? It just brought up a lot of questions. I mean, I think what's good about these Marvel movies is that they're so self-aware. And they also move so quickly that you don't think about it too much in the moment. But when I walked out of the theater, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I definitely, in the moment, did not like him getting his eye back. I mean, I, I know it's just an aesthetic thing. But I, I just liked him looking more like Odin, which is the whole point. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else bothered by that, Riley Jasmine? Um, I, I guess I, I didn't. I don't know if I was bought into it. I don't think I was bothered. Ragnarok is still probably my favorite Marvel movie, and I don't feel like insulted by this one. Um, it it was just kind of. I think what they wanted to do is they wanted Thor to be a little more serious in this one than he was in Ragnarok which I understand if you've got the whole you you've got a lot of silly people in this movie you know we we can have Thor be a little serious even though I like the silly Thor um and I think one way to get Thor to be serious right off the bat is to kill his brother his best friend and most of his his people there's a sneeze in the background um yeah Heimdall got killed too that was actually Maybe the greatest sadness for me in the whole movie was yeah, him. Yeah, that was that was rough. That. So I think, it, and that just set the tone for Thor to be like, 
in in charge whenever he was around people he was kind of the one in charge which i really like because thor is my favorite and i was just glad to see him take control and just show up and just wreck everybody also him and peter quill together was was a fantastic bit of i think the the strongest thing about this movie is the way that it shows to pair up the different characters at at no Mm -hmm. point were all of them in the same room together. Yeah. But the way that they paired them off was not what you would expect. Like Thor, I would not have expected Thor to go on an adventure with Rocket and Groot. That's not <laughs> yeah. what I would have thought. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was a good choice. I mm-hmm. love it. We talked about it in the Discord, but I love the choice to have the two biggest jerks in the Marvel Universe hang out together the whole time with Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. Like They are, they are meant for each other because they're both fantastic jerks so i'm glad they could be jerks to each other it was great and i really did not think that dr strange was all that hot of a movie and i didn't think that benedict cumberbatch was very good in that movie but then he in ragnarok in this movie is very charming Mm -hmm. and plays it really well i think he took some vocal lessons and nailed his american accent a little bit better i I was gonna say great interplay here's our uh, requisite mentioning of and Martin Freeman and Black Panther's no exception. Like to oh. to a man, like every British person who tries an American accent always ends up over-enunciating their consonants, and it always they talk through the sides of their teeth, and you can always tell that they've got a different accent than the one they're using right now. Sound like Jimmy well, a running joke with me and my wife is talking like Doctor Strange in the first Doctor Strange. To enunciate his R's so much, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Like that's I, it's a, just a thing that we do because it was so bad. But he's really good now. It's like he just figured it out. I think the yeah. the, 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 the perfect role for Doctor Strange going forward is to be the uh, Iron Man role because I I think everyone has just kind of agreed that Tony's probably going to die before this is all yeah. over, and. He's he's kind of been the one who's just like he's shown up in everybody else's movie. He shows up in Captain America movies. He shows up in Spider-Man. And I think Doctor Strange could be I don't know if I ever want to see another Doctor Strange movie of him just by himself. Like he works no. best when he's with other people. So I kind of want him to just be the guy who shows up in everyone else's movies. I was going to say I feel like it is like uh, almost generally accepted thought and I agree with it that Iron Man's probably going to die by the end of this. Which I think it's like it's so common thought now that it's probably not going to happen. But I will say <laughs> that pr- I think all these experiences, I, maybe it'll just be that Tony Stark ends up his character just changes completely by the end. Like when we were introduced in Iron Man one in two thousand eight, because I mean Spider Man literally crumbled in his arms. Eventually oh something is going to. Don't I, I always me. remember that. Yeah, like the image from the uh, Infinity War trailer that I saw 19,000 times at every single movie I saw in the past six months. <laughs> Just like him, like Tony Stark, like shit, like like rocking back and forth, like clutching his hands. Like it's uh, eventually all this stuff is going to get to him and he's going to not be such a D-bag. I think he's his character is going to fundamentally change and he could take like on a new role within the Avengers and you could have someone else kind of oh. take the mantle of like condescending know-it-all the problem is he's just he's already had so many moments like that where he should have stopped being a d-bag and he just hasn't stopped yet whoa that was my driver i'm sorry (laughs) oh boy i was gonna I, i was just gonna say i think that iron man it's been hyped for a long time because like in in uh age of ultron scarlet witch gave him that premonition of 
what it kind of seems to be where we leave him in this movie of him alive in this pile of dead bodies of all the other Avengers with everyone saying you could have saved us. You should have saved us. And, uh, I, what I think is going to happen if I can give a hot take is that I think that the next movie is going to culminate back in the battle of New York from the first Avengers movie. I think going back in time is an inevitability. Um, but I think it's going to end with them having to stop Thanos, you know, before he gets any of the infinity stones. So I think he's going to have to fly back through that portal in New York, which he always has PTSD flashbacks to, and this time make a, a more permanent sacrifice. That's my, it's my hot take. It's a good take. That'd be, a, that'd be a nice end to, to Iron Man. I would All also right. say, I, I remembered what we were talking about before, the recording crashed just briefly like you're all you guys talking about how the you know the fact that this is a comic book movie lessens their supposed deaths i would say that the suspense doesn't come from oh my god they're all dead it comes from how are they going to not be dead like how can they possibly come back from this i mean we all know that they're going to but we have no idea how and that's kind of that's the more exciting thing for me no i i get that i'm just saying when you when you compared it to people are talking more about these deaths than luke's death like luke might be a force ghost but we know he's not he's not going to be in a physical form in the movies anymore whereas in this movie you just you know people are are coming back like well and and it happens so much with i mean even in justice league you know, half that movie oh, is, Superman is just, immediately coming back. Yeah, Superman <laughs> immediately came back the movie after he had died. And like, well, and even in that movie that he died, they kind of spoil that he's coming back because you see the ground moving. So it's just like comic book movies are just a little bit different where, yes, you can get drama out of how are they going to get themselves out of this situation. It's just we kind of know they are going to get themselves out of this situation when when you have major characters die. You could say that about any movie, though. That's based on a major property. You could, but I'm just saying, like when when you know there's going to be. Why don't you want another... people to like this? Movie I'm just right? saying. Why no. do you hate Marvel? I don't hate it. I just say I'm just saying when Luke Skywalker dies, we know he's dead. But when Black Panther dies, we know he's not dead. And they're just different ways of. They're just different franchises, and I like them both. But but they're just always... they're different. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted like Marvel like cinematic universe to kind of like take a uh, a detour from like the traditional we've been talking about like the just i don't know like superhero movies or just like what they're based on of comic books and they have an opportunity opportunity to do something different because there obviously aren't you can't tell as long or as a big of a scope of a story you can only do it in two and a half hour increments over 10 years i mean it's we don't have like that much compared to however many decades of like Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor comics. And so just the opportunity to do something different because like Captain America can't really die because you have to write a new Captain America comic book next month. But I mean, that I, I think cinema kind of affords like a, a finality or you can kind of tell it. You don't have to, basically what I'm saying is you don't have to just take comic book movies and make them moving pictures i mean you can kind of take a different approach because they are movies and i just kind of wonder what that is and how they could kind of i don't know uh, kind of tweak the formula marvel has done that because i mean even like age of all 
or were nothing like the comics they were based on, in, except in title, and the fact that there was a civil war in the movie. Like they, they're they're not really beholden to the stories of the comics, or in their outcomes. I, what what happens in the comics is sometimes characters die, and they stay dead for a long time, but somebody else will take up their mantle, and I can see that happening with with the Marvel movies. I, I can definitely see. A situation where Falcon takes over for Captain America, but Chris Evans is no longer Captain America ever again until they decide to bring him back for some fun reason. It, but I think that Star Wars is guilty of this too. Like, a character is dead until they kind of wish they weren't, and then they bring him back, like Darth Maul or Ahsoka or Han Solo. I mean, yeah, he's dead, but hey, we're still going to make a Han Solo movie. Well, yes, but... I mean, I'm right. I don't There's know. There's no possible way to counteract that. <laughs> no, no possible way. <laughs> I think Marvel can get away with new characters taking up the mantle because we have 10 years of movies. Um, like, if you imagine, like, can you imagine if they wanted to continue the Dark Knight trilogy? I don't think you could have gotten away with making Joseph Gordon-Levitt a new Batman and continued that franchise because to so nah. many people, Batman is Bruce Wayne, and if you don't have Bruce Wayne as Batman, then it's not really Batman. Just just to the general public. Like, I know he gets replaced in the comic books, and comic book fans mm-hmm. are fine with that, but if you want your movie to make a billion dollars, I feel like you have to have Bruce Wayne as Batman. Now, I don't I don't know. Because we've spent so long, we've, we've spent as much time with Bucky as we have with Captain America. So if Bucky wanted to take over as Captain America, it might work. So I think Marvel's unique in that way compared to other superhero properties because of the way they've done this and even with spider-man like in spider-man homecoming they they sow the seeds for uh miles morales Mm -hmm. who takes up the mantle of spider-man in the comics when when he dies when peter parker dies they like donald glover's character is uh miles morales's uncle yeah. So they're already kind of laying the seeds for somebody other than Peter Parker to be Spider-Man. So I, I think that that's their long game plan, like for because I don't think they're planning on stopping this train. Like they're not going to end <laughs> everything with Infinity War Part Two. Yeah, I don't think they're going to reboot ever. I don't know. No, no, not I, unless the movies stop making money. And can I ask you guys a question as it relates to Star Wars? Absolutely, please. We're a Star Wars podcast. This is a question for Jasmine because I think this has come up on the show and you haven't liked this idea. Um, But how would you feel if uh, all of the Star Wars stories after a few years kind of came together in in an Avengers-like film? Like if you had – the care like maybe a a story that takes place with Han Solo and Jyn Erso and Cassian and the inevitable you know other movies that take place kind of post prequel maybe like Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan if they keep doing these standalone movies only to kind of bring together all the characters in some larger story would you be like cool with that would that be interesting to you or would it just feel uh, too much? I think it'd feel way too marvelly but hasn't the expanded universe existed? Like, isn't that what it was? The I expanded mean, universe? but it had its set group of characters that pretty much stuck with those characters. 
like they didn't just keep grabbing people from the past and pulling them in and stuff like i don't know it it just seems a little out of place when you throw it into a movie on screen and then combine that with star wars to me that doesn't feel super right i think we've seen evidence that lucasfilm is so hyper aware of what the like the loudest sentiments like against the prequels were and one of the loudest sentiments against the prequels was how come everyone knows each other and i think that if you had like a big crossover event movie with all of the characters from these standalone movies you'd get into that territory again of it's already kind of a stigma with star wars especially the prequels of it turns out all these characters knew each other as children so i don't think everyone has to know everybody all the time yeah i don't see Lucasfilm taking that route, even whether or not it's a good idea, I really just don't see it happening. Like I, that'd be a real pie in the sky sort of proposition to me, at least. Like, yeah, me personally as well. That's I, so I, surprising to me. I think the difference. I really like having the main storyline and then my side stories. Like I just, I just really like that. Mm. I, I think mm-hmm. a big difference too is the time period, because outside of the first Avenger Captain America movie, you, this all. All of this takes place within 10 years. So all of these characters are existing around the same time. With like Star Wars, we've got like 70 years of, of movies between like The Phantom Menace and uh, The Last Jedi or something. It's, it's somewhere around 60 or 70 years, right? So getting yeah. all of these characters that we know in the same time period would require some really crazy time travel-y something well I don't let me know. be clear i'm not saying that i'm not saying like uh you're bringing kylo ren and Jyn Erso together I'm, I'm saying what it seems to be to me is that at least all the star wars solo stories i mean the, the standalone stories one of which is solo and then rogue one and then we were going to have the boba fett movie for a while and you know got canned or whatever it, they all seem to be taking place of original trilogy ish era mm-hmm. and in that case i can see them doing it like if all of these so like standalone stories take place within a few years of each other and all the characters could i can't talk or think with my brain but no, you know I, what i'm saying yeah i'm not I, saying that from all time periods, prequel and sequel and original are coming together. But if a few standalone stories that take place around the same time yeah, all no. come together and sync let, up. Let me say, I don't want an Infinity War in the Star Wars universe, but I will definitely take a Thor Ragnarok where you have, like, maybe while you, you have a Boba Fett movie and he's chasing after Jyn Erso or something like that, that's totally fine if you get a couple of characters who are maybe around the same time period. I just don't think I don't, I don't see an easy way, and maybe they could do it, but I don't see an easy way to have the Infinity War where you bring together, you know, twenty different characters that we that we know from other movies into one movie. But if we have if we have crossovers between these these one shot movies, I yeah, that'd be fine. I'd like that. I still almost wouldn't like that. I I don't know. I just really like the individual things, and not everything has to meet together at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And also, I would find that very interesting coming from, because it's usually like the boilerplate response from any Lucasfilm person or like story group member anytime 
like someone talks about like, well, why is this this way? Or why is there so many different this is they're like, well, it's a it's a big galaxy. So suck it up. But this yeah, exactly. that's just their really excuse when they be shrinking the galaxy again. That's just their excuse. The The galaxy, the Star Wars galaxy is very small. And don't let them tell you that otherwise from like movies and things that we yes. know. It's a very small universe. And they just use that when they don't want to explain why there's no. Hey, Guardians. buddy, you might as well be feeding. Uh, communion to a Catholic because we agree. <laughs> like I, I, I'm all Flawless on board with the Star Wars universe being big, but like they have to do it first. They can't just say it and it be true because it hasn't happened yet. And everything that I've read of the expanded universe stuff, the universe was even smaller. There was less to. So it it seems to me that it's always been pretty small, and there's always been a lot of like interconnected characters and so I, I guess what i'm questioning is it seems that the books are already this but just in book form so why the hesitation like it almost irritates me that they refuse to tie in characters across movies like why why couldn't cassian show up in solo like why because why, it's a why should he galaxy <laughs> but it's not really that big of a galaxy. There's only oh, like, I agree. You they, can count they already all the planets do. on two hands. Why does he need to show up in Solo? Okay, he has here's nothing what I'm to saying. do with that type of story. I think if there was a if there was a story reason why these two could cross paths, like would that upset you? Like why why wouldn't that just be a fun thing? I like in Thor Ragnarok how you know just. He, him, and Doctor Strange hang out for a couple of minutes, but it's you know they, they, it moves the plot along, and then for no real reason, him and Hulk are buddies in the movie, and they hang out. I'm not sure. Listen, I'm, I'm not quite sure why I'm so opposed against this, <laughs> but I am. I don't either. <laughs> I'm gonna go I was on, gonna say. Let me go on record real quick, and I'm gonna say if Hondo, I I think I've said this before, but if Hondo is not in Solo, I'm gonna be upset. I want people like okay. that to show up in now movies. That's a- like you're trying to tell me, like your example you're using is Cassian running into Han Solo. I just I don't, don't see know. that being a thing that makes mind. sense. But Han though running into Han makes total sense, oh, and I brother. would like that one. Okay, like, well I then forget the example I used. I'm saying you're an example. You're just confusing me with your bad example. I, I was about to say. I think, my life. <laughs> Jake, what I feel like is happening right now is we kind of we're on a full-on Star Wars discussion right now, but we started off we. The bridge was built by an Avengers discussion of like crossing over people in movies. And like, if you were to just limit yourself to, I think would that would almost make it seem like that the Star Wars stories were almost their own universe. If you had like Han Solo, Jen Erso, and Cassian Andor like fight, and all of a sudden like they're on Tatooine and their speeder bike goes past okay. Obi-Wan's hut. No, Obi-Wan's like, hello there. And then like, hey, we're all in one big happy universe in a standalone no. story. So here's what I'm here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Rebels is this already. Rebels I, already did I was exactly what I'm that. talking about. We have Saul Guerrero who's been in three things. He's been in a movie, Rebels, and the Clone Wars cartoon. Yes. We have they Lando Calrissian in Rebels. They go to Yavin together. They, they meet up with Wedge. They meet... Some aftermath character at some point. They go to Geonosis. The Emperor is there. And they hear sound effects from other Star Wars movies and that bridge between worlds. I think that this is already happening. But just when I say it in movie form, you guys reject it for some reason. It's already happening in the shows. 
I would never accuse you of losing the plot, Jake, but uh, what is the thesis <laughs> of your argument right now? I just, why just for the listeners. Like the kind of, why wouldn't you like this kind of crossover stuff in the movies? Like what, what about it offends you when it already happens in the shows and in the books? When does it, when does it like cease being a cameo and when does it become a full-blown crossover? Because I think a Hondo cameo is fine, but I think having Cassian be yes. the main the main supporting actor in a Star Wars story would be like maybe a bridge too far. Is that where we're all all of these Marvel characters have had their own individual movies essentially, and you can argue that Cassian had his own movie, but he didn't. He, he was like a a character, a part. I of so that group. wholeheartedly regret seeing Cassian. I, I didn't exactly, <laughs> but like if you, can, if you have those little like cameo characters. Not the main characters. I think it feels better in Star Wars for some reason. I think, again, it just comes down to, for me, I'm with Jake and I'm also not with Jake. I want more I want more cameos <laughs> and I want more crossovers. I don't want them all to fight a Thanos. Like, I don't want everybody to, to band together after we've had 10 um, uh, side... What, what are they called? Star let Wars me, stories. Yeah, but let me but, ask you this. But I'm totally cool with other people showing up in other people's movies. Yes. Okay, because weren't you, wasn't everybody thrilled at the prospect of Ahsoka meeting Luke and maybe being part of the reason that he decided to disband the Jedi Order? Here's my and thing. Weren't we all excited at the prospect of Ahsoka? And Here's my thing. Being, okay. I would have been fine with that in a book. I never wanted to see that on a, in a movie but what is the difference this is my question this is why i don't understand because i don't think it would have looked good or felt right i don't know i feel like that is a book moment not a movie moment i think i'm like exposing you... the fickleness of star wars fandom right here well if wow. we're specific again with characters <laughs> i think that ahsoka requires explanation to a general audience mm -hmm. i think that might be an issue you run into yeah. i was thinking that same thing well we you can... think that but then they just i mean they'll throw in characters we've never seen before like they'll they'll hint at nick fury in the after credits thing which isn't general audiences don't have any idea who that guy is but the movie tells you that he's like oh okay well i just i think we all I think you guys uh, don't I think like what new our feelings are star wars that's what i think the galaxy needs to be smaller <laughs> we split you, the table here's why i bring it up because i think for Hashtag sure this is happening this is my happening. galaxy it's the plan. This is, I think, the plan for Star Wars. I don't, I don't think the Infinity War plan is the plan. I think cameos Not will always be a part of it. But, like, there were there are cameos in the... Uh, like, you get things in, like, Rogue One of the that doctor guy and his walrus friend. And it's like, I think That's things, bad. I know, but I think what? stuff like that is going to keep happening. That's bad? I don't, I don't see... A, that's bad. You think that's bad? Yeah, that's that's too like fan winky. Like, hey, remember these guys from the other fan movie? winky? What fan winky? <laughs> my favorite. You don't enjoy fan things. winky. Can we take the street view and expand this to the fifty thousand foot view of would that not anger Star Wars fans even more who already have the trepidation of the the, the uh, so called marvelization of Star Wars? Well, apparently, if we were to go down this path. I said just in a sentence, like not having a written thesis statement, but just as a hypothetical, Cassian Endor, and people almost threw things through their computer at my face. Hey guys, so I almost I, threw my I shoe think it would at Infinity War. Just saying. 
comes I, mean, I guess we could get back to Infinity War, but I like this thought. I like this discussion of the implication that it has on Star Wars. I think that this is what Star Wars wants to do. I, I think it is. I don't. Did think you did you write Infinity a letter War. to Star Wars personally? Get a response? No, I just said I think it. Oh. They haven't responded to my letter yet. Star Wars already had its Infinity War and like Return of the Jedi. Like it had its big fight against mm-hmm. the big bad guy with with the heroes that have come together. I don't. I don't see some. I, I just don't think the franchises are so different. I don't think it's possible to have a a huge crossover like this with Star Wars unless you solely focus on doing Star Wars stories with characters who are around the same time. Unless your focus going into it with new characters is to is to do this eventually. Well, I, I think that's exactly what they're doing because when this trilogy ends, you're going to have Ryan Johnson doing his own thing, but then we're just going to have Star Wars stories. And shows. This show, by the way, is going to cross over with the Force Awakens era. It's, Star it's Wars possible. There's resistance coming this fall. It's possible that will happen, but it's it's not going to happen with the characters we have right now. It's it's going to be new characters, which in that case, I'm fine with it because then they're going. With, I I don't think you can retroactively make what we have into Infinity War, but no, you can definitely I, build I a new Star that... Wars franchise. Uh, and with the goal of making an Infinity War, yes, and I'm okay with okay. that because I like Infinity War. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, going hey guys, through, yeah. I'm on Twitter complete. looking for high fives, and I just want a brand new Star Wars story with brand new characters I've never heard of on planets I've never heard of in a setting I've never heard of with a composer who I've never heard of before. And I don't even want it to be called Star Wars. I want it to be called something completely different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was for us. That was for me, and I enjoyed it. I want you to know that I enjoyed it. <laughs> can Thanks, I buddy. do my? my um, can I? We didn't do an <laughs> opening rant, and I I have a rant this week. Can I do my opening rant, rant right here near oh, the end? Riley, can we uh, have uh, the titular Doctor Strange come and allow you to jump through one of his little uh, time hula hoops, and you can go back to the beginning of the episode and do a little rant? Yes. I love the time hula hoop. That's great. <laughs> So my rant is directed at uh, the three of you, but oh, specifically, oh, Jas- no. specifically Jasmine and Jake, down? because I think they were meaner jerks than Isaac was. I don't remember what Isaac said. So yeah, I mean... a few episodes ago, when we were talking about me wanting the Force to die, and you guys said that, you know, there is no Star Wars without the Force, and that how would you even know it's Star Wars if the Force didn't uh, exist? That's bro. the most ridiculous thing if you think Star Wars is only about the Force. And I am officially banning you guys from watching Solo <laughs> unless you concede my point that Star Wars is about more than the Force. Because we know the Force is not going to be in Solo. Because he doesn't believe in the Force. So he can't have had uh, an encounter with someone who uses the Force. So... You guys are banned from watching Solo unless you admit that there's more to Star Wars than the Force. Even though it is the major part and maybe the the best part of Star Wars, there are still <laughs> blasters and X-Wings and TIE Fighters and all kinds of things that make Star Wars Star Wars without the Force. Thank you. Nobody, I rest my case. None, neither me nor Jasmine said that the only good thing about Star Wars is the Force. No, you said without the Force, it's not Star Wars, is what you said, actually. And I say that's okay. bogus. Let me clarify something. Thank you. The Force... As long as it's clarifying it that I'm right. No. <laughs> You're not right. 
Because what I'm saying is, if the Force doesn't exist in any Star Wars story ever again, then no, it's not really the same thing to me. Yeah, you can have a story about Han Solo who, who doesn't believe in the Force, but we know that he doesn't believe in a thing that we know to exist already. Mm-hmm. Like, we already know this character, so it's fine. So if we got, like, a movie, I know Jake doesn't like Mandalorians, but if we got a movie about Mandalorians someday and it was, there was nothing, like, there's no Force-related things in a movie, like, like Solo's going to be, like, it's still, it's Star Wars. I cannot yeah, wait for the Force to be in Solo. So <laughs> excited because I know it's going to happen. If he will, that would be the biggest plot hole in movie See, history. I think if you were to have a completely Mandalorian movie or something like that with no Force in it, I would just feel like it's completely fan service, and it would probably be the worst Star Wars movie ever made. That's what I feel no too. Sense. It doesn't sound interesting to me. Yeah. Well, that's Can fine. I go that on it record as being the one it's still who Star was originally Wars. nice to Riley? What do you say? Sure. To, to go on record as the one who was originally nice to Riley, I would like to. I would just like to say that I think Riley was wrong in the first place. I do think he's full of crap, and <laughs> I agree with the other two people on this show that uh, <laughs> movie without the force is just good to have another person on the team. Okay, well, all three of you are banned from watching Solo until I watch it. Ban your butt! Until you watch it and there's force stuff in it? Yeah, if there's force stuff in it, you guys will be allowed to watch it, but until then, you're all banned. Officially banned. <laughs> are you like Remember a parent, parent who's wine? screening a violent movie for their children? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you not think that there's going to be a character in Solo, who believes in the Force and Solo's like, nah, I don't believe in that crap. Okay, there's that might totally happen, going, but there's, there's not totally going to be someone with a lightsaber, and there's not going to be someone who Force pushes Han around. Like, it's not it's not going to be, like, even in Rogue One, the Force is uh, a character. So you can't say oh, that that's a Forceless movie, and Vader's in it, obviously. Right. But like, Mr. Rogue One is Mr. not a Forceless movie. Oh my mover. gosh. Mr. Mover of Goalposts himself, Riley, uh, establish right now what the parameters are for mentioning the Force to your satisfaction in Solo, and forever shall it hold the peace of the other three people on this show. The other three people on this show have said it is not Star Wars unless the Force is, like, unless it's there. I don't think a character mentioning the Force constitutes the Force being there. What counts, Riley? Be specific. (laughs) You just said, like, a riddle. It didn't make any sense what you said. Well, you have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm just saying there's more to Star Wars than the Force. Theories. And the way you guys talk, it is the only thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars is the Force. No, I don't of course think it's true. not. Of well, that's what you said. <laughs> no. He's got his grubby fingers all over the goalposts. He's trying to move them. It's He's not ready. at all what we're saying. But if you get rid of it, and I mean, yes, you're left with the tone which I think is the most important thing in Star Wars is the tone. Uh, if you get rid of the concept that holds the galaxy together, then I think it would be very different. If Star Wars going forward, the Force died, and then every subsequent story, the Force doesn't exist anymore, that that doesn't really feel like Star Wars anymore, does it? If you have ex- – here's what's interesting about Solo is for once we might have a story without the Force. It's an interesting sidebar to what we know to be Star Wars. But it can't be the only thing that Star Wars ever produces. But neither can the Force, is my point. Yeah, we can have variety, but you can't have, like, That's what I'm saying. Well, you guys said if there was no Force in something, it wouldn't feel like Star Wars. 
I think that now you're being willfully ignorant of what we're saying. No, I I heard that you guys say it. In that Riley episode. is embracing debate right now. He decided that Han Solo could literally walk on the bridge between worlds in Solo: A Star Wars Story, and he'll chalk it up to a dream or a plot hole or something else to fit his narrative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If there anyway, is not any instance of the Force in Solo, I will personally never host a show again until okay. I feel like Don't it. believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of my oh. rant. What else do we have to say about well, Infinity War? Anything? Well, we're, hold on, hold on. While we're on the subject, I just want to get this out of my system because I don't know if I'm going to remember to say it again before the movie. How, what's, uh, what are the odds we're putting on any sort of Harrison Ford cameo? Because my shower thought oh. of Solo, a Star Wars story contains Han Solo, like, in in the first 20 minutes of the movie, he gets into, like, a, a bar fight, and all of a sudden, like, the we cut to him with a bloodied nose sitting at the bar, and an old wizened bartender comes up, and he's like, careful, kid, you'll end up like me. And he hands him an ice pack, and he turns around, and it's Harrison Ford <laughs> as a different character. I'm saying negative 15% oh chance that that God. happens. If I'm that happens, it would be the most distracting universe <laughs> thing that ever happened i'm not sure there's enough money to make harrison ford do that yeah i don't i don't, I I don't, don't think there's think enough money in the world if that's like the um plan that they had for a while for skyfall to bring in um sean connery as the old man that lived in the skyfall mansion <laughs> yeah it would have taken you so hard out of the movie guys um before we go i want to talk about the let's say Star again Wars that, are we recording infinity war yes are you recording riley i'm recording and also can we say that we've had multiple technical difficulties so it's going to be jumpy around so we were probably talking about something you could we're talking about you this could say so, that. sorry anyway say. continue your, but, uh, your final quick thought before my computer how crashes about again. like the Battle of Naboo fever dream that we got on Wakanda. That was the that greatest thing. Was Great to- yeah. Loved it. I just looked over to Zeke and I'm like, I'm watching the Phantom Menace right now. This is kind of actually cool. I got emotional when Thor showed up. No, It was boy. the best entrance of any character I've ever seen. In a- it was great. My movie theater erupted mm-hmm. in applause. There were about 10 people in my movie theater, so it was dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Can I tell you... I think, you know, in all these Avengers movies, they end up fighting like, faceless enemies. But I got to say, in this movie, they made those creatures really brutal mm-hmm. and scary. Like, they made them look really kind of grotesque. And the fact that they mm-hmm. were, like, just killing themselves trying to get through that shield made it really intense. They all looked like little venoms. They did. Oh, boy. Can we talk about how completely Speaking terrible how that bad movie that looks? Can I go out? I want to go out on a negative note here, but it's not about Infinity sure. War. It's the fact that my theater, the first trailer they played was for the new Jurassic World movie. And then we got another trailer, and then we got another one. And then they played a different trailer for the Jurassic World movie before (laughs) I got to see Infinity War. And the second one was longer. Yeah, the second one was longer. I had to watch two Jurassic World trailers, and I hated it. I'm so sorry to hear that. Because I thought that trailer looked okay. It was totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, Infinity War is great. Star Wars sucks. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's where we came out on this, I think. No, I, I will say, I, I, I've been kind of tepidly excited for Solo. I know it's going to be good, I know, but I'm not, like, pumped. This has made me even less pumped. Like, I loved this movie so much. <laughs> and it was so 
Oh, thanks for eating chicken to biscuit in the mic. Uh, I feel like any other summer blockbuster after this is going to feel like a huge letdown. See, for me, I I, maybe okay. maybe even more than The Force Awakens, this one got me pumped. As much as I love Marvel movies and superhero movies, I will never get excited for a movie the way I get excited for any Star Wars movie. So I, I'm still very excited for Solo, and I have a feeling I'll probably end up liking Solo more because it's Star Wars. But I don't know. That's just me. I I understand. Like, Infinity War may be a like totally a hundred percent better movie. And I probably will still end up liking Solo more, but that's just because I'm a nerd who only likes Star Wars. Totally fair. And everything that they release about Solo, it makes it better and better. Like, it's looking really good from all the trailers and stuff they've been releasing. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear about me Denny's alone in my car so I could get uh, Solo trading cards? <laughs> that sounds like the negative <laughs> notes we like Saddest to go out. Thing it I've sounds like we've heard. heard the whole story. Oh, hey, That's a grim sentence you just said. It truly was. You know that... Uh, there's a Denny's now, like, across from Riverside Hospital. Like, yes. So, yeah, I went there after work on Wednesday, and I went in and asked, do you have any of the Solo Cups? And she's like, no, we're getting our shipment tomorrow. I'm like, oh, do you have any of the trading cards? And she's like, yeah, we have to go to the office to get them. And she's like, how many do you want? I'm like, I guess two. And so I ordered that and then a Grand Slam, which, and I asked for seasoned French fries with it. But instead, they gave me hash browns, and I didn't realize that until I got to my car. And then I realized that I probably shouldn't drive with something I need to eat with a fork. And so I sat in my car alone and ate half of a Grand Slamwich and hash browns. This is there wasn't sad. a single thing about that story that wasn't sad. This is- it was. I was so sad. Like I, like I'm not gonna lie. Like it was one of the more depressing eating experience I've had experiences I've had in my life. And somehow, all I got was four. That is, somehow that has become your saddest elementary school story, and I don't, I'm not yeah, sure how, <laughs> but it happened. You made it way more depressing than any of our other stories. I think, yeah, it, it's like it, it closely like it it runs parallel to the emotion of having to eat lunch by yourself in the cafeteria. Like it was, it was a bummer, <laughs> but I did it for Star Wars, and guys, I could not be more excited for Solo, a Star Wars story, on May 25th. Sponsor of the show, Solo. On you. Solo's great, but that was a bad plug for Solo. Can we did can you? we be done? I don't want it to crash again. Yes. I was done. gonna say we did it we did an entire episode with uh pod bedhead, so I assume there was no pod grooming this week. We just uh winged it. We worked from home today. That's what we did. We worked from home, no pod grooming. <laughs> exactly. So uh stay tuned next week when we're gonna be in living color, in living person, and in living love with each other and with you, the listener. So until next week, uh, email us at irec at no, that's my address. Gmail.com. Jasmine? I said rocking guitar here at Yahoo. <laughs> oh, rocking yes. guitar hero at yahoo.com, backslash creed thoughts. And uh, Jacob Kreitz on Twitter, Riles Bowman on Twitter, and Jasmine's Twitter handle and my Twitter handle. If you don't know by now, then you're never going to learn it. And so for another week, it's been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to you, the modern fanatic. Brought to you lovingly in this week's weekly increment by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Grand Slamwich. Jake's. Infinity War. Jasmine. Cassian. (laughs) 
and Isaac, the Grand Slam, which exacerbated my class depression. Goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs>basketball players that no one's ever heard of indeed they are okay good <laughs> i'm just going through my uh my memories of all the basketball cards i had of players that i didn't recognize <laughs> i remember the one i have today like i don't i've never heard his name uttered in real life i just remember like somehow i had like 10 different basketball cards of this guy and he was like a three points a game, two rebounds a game kind of guy. <laughs> well, Eldridge Rakesner. Eldridge Rakesner is a really good Star Wars name. Yeah, that's yeah. NBA or Star Wars. We play that That'd game be a fun game. Yeah, Eldridge Rakesner, Sagana Jop. <laughs> After the wedding last night, we post gamed at this like super like you know how. Hollywood views like a hick bar in the middle of nowhere. There's <laughs> yeah, actually this sure. place like 20 minutes south of where we live. And it really is like it's on a country road that's like 20 minutes from the nearest Snickers bar. And it's like in an old barn. And it's like this bar with like four pool tables and karaoke. And you can smoke inside. And it's a fun experience. But my God, like I was trying to sing songs with carbon monoxide being pumped into my lungs it was <laughs> singing on expert level have you noticed um that jordan vote roberts has just like decided that he's the voice of movie makers everywhere like he just goes on people's podcasts and tweets like this is how you make movies and just trying to make us forget that he made conskull island i was gonna say i, I don't know who that I, is but it's people likes that guy, movie huh? i guess i didn't see it which ones <laughs> are the critics like 50% of the people on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it got really good reviews, actually. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. He's directing the Metal Gear Solid movie, so I have to root for him. Ooh, boy, though. I know. I know. I don't I, know how to feel about this. When are they going to stop making video game movies? Because Maybe just after like... this one. Maybe after Metal Gear Solid, they'll realize. Because <laughs> I, actually, I actually listened to this. Po- I forget which podcast it was, like Filmstruck or something, and uh, he was on it and they were talking about Metal Gear Solid and he was talking about the formula to make good video game movies and he sounds like he's got a good idea. The thing is though he knows what not to do but I don't know if he knows what to do. He's a, I love his opinions. He slams Cinema Sins on a regular basis. I enjoy seeing that. The thing with like video game movies is I saw uh, what Rampage just came out or is about to come out or something. Yeah. And Everyone's talking about like, oh, it broke the curse because it's like the first video game movie in years to get over like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, that's still <laughs> that's still not good, you guys. That's yeah, really not very good. Like, congratulations, I guess. You weren't at 49%. We only have... <laughs> you weren't at 49 <laughs> I think you could actually make a good Melgar Solid movie because you could have cut all that extraneous stuff out and make a... like. Well, is it, has there ever been an action movie based around stealth? Like, that's a cool concept. Yeah, I don't know.
like a traditional Hollywood action movie, but based around not explosions. A Quiet Place. A qu- oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we should be doing this on the show, by the way. So let's get our silence and we can just start.